Hello everyone and welcome to the 88th episode of the HSBJ Podcast. I'm your host, Educator Collins, and I'm here with my constant co-host. Ooh, I forgot to do what I thought I was going to do today. Uh, I'll do it another day. You know, I'm not going to spoil it. I'll do it another day. I'm here with my constant co-host, Shady Buddy. Shady, how you doing? I'm well, Collins. I'm well. Had a great time this week. Lots of interesting stuff going on. How you been? I've been pretty good. Um, pretty eventful week, right? We had a lot to do. At least I did, right? With the with all the undead stuff. We had the dev interview. We had the play test, you know. And I was there for those. Yep. You were you were there. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> so yeah, def, definitely an eventful week. Um, but uh, as you know, we've already done a podcast today, but that was a special um, dev week. interview. Oh, podcast. Yeah, this week. Thank you. Thank you so no much. <laughs> uh, where we had Gia and John McIntyre. Uh, we talked about some of the removed minions or revamped minions and some of the, uh, we thought before we got to play them, some of the interesting uh, minions that were being added to the game and, and what they thought about it and their, their thoughts and philosophies about how to, to design the game, whatever. It was definitely an interesting podcast. I, I would recommend it if you have. It's the one before this one. So, you know. Take a look at that if you so enjoy. But for today, we are going to be doing um, more of a free flow discussion. Since we were uh, in the playtest, we actually got to play with some of these undead cards. We got to play with the dual type cards. We got to play with uh, a lot of these mechanics that you you haven't got to play yet, but we're going to play once um, the new expansion is Live, which I believe is on the 17th. So in, in just a couple of days, uh, we will be able to play with these cards. So uh, we just kind of want to talk about our experience in the play test, some of the new cards, some things to look out for, things not to look out for, what you should force, you should never force. Forcing is a bad habit, you know. But if you are going to force, I would say to, this is a good <laughs> method to be forcing things. Um, yeah. Forcing gets stronger with new types. That's a uh, that's, better strategy. Yeah. That's definitely true. Do you want to just talk about your experience in the playtest um, before we start talking yeah. about like whatever cards? We can, we can start with that. So the, um, the event itself was a little play on the new hero, the new hero, Peter right. Side, which I guess is a returning hero, but he's been reworked so much that we may as well call him a new hero. Uh -huh. So uh, Putricide's hero power builds an undead minion. So very Frankenstein's vibes where you assemble a lot of different components and you build your creation. In this case, it's uh, two times a discovery out of three minions, right? So two minions out of out of uh, six that you've been offered. And the um, organizers uh, wanted to have a similar experience with the teams where you would start in one team, but then teams would draft a player and uh, trade one of their own in, instead so uh, it really felt a little bit like musical chairs typish <laughs> where you're just like up down this team that team and you know you were switching discords the whole time so then you were oh now i'm in this team now i'm in that team some people didn't get traded a lot so the people at the top and the people at the bottom got traded a lot where the goal at the end was to have the most amount of points in your team so the very uh i guess low effort strategy is trade low point, get high point. <laughs> so yeah, the people in the middle kind of just stuck around because there was no reason for them to go 
or get drafted. I never uh, got but, traded, Shady. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I was I was handled around like some commodity. I, I saw a few teams many times. Anyways, uh, the event itself was a lot of fun. So there was a little bit of an issue in terms of delay due to all this uh, setup for switching teams and then we have to make sure all the points are accurate and then you wanted to wait until all the points were tallied before you would make your swap so that would then add to the delay um so our first we were on pace for one game an hour we uh we broke that by a whole game so nice. in six hours yeah, yeah in six hours we played seven games it's like yes nice uh not the shit on the organizers at all because I think it's cool to try new stuff, um, but yeah, that was the uh, that was definitely, I guess, the, the biggest drawback if there was one, right? It's like there was downtime, uh, but we got to play with the new stuff, which was super cool, and we have plenty of insights to share today. Um, I, I ended up being the highest individual point earner, so obviously, like, as Colin says, I'm biased, right? Those are like, oh, great event. I love those. Yeah. <laughs> good, good meta, amazing meta. All right, it's gonna be great, chat. <laughs> to be fair yeah. the yeah. way the points were structured were not based on, like i not to not to downplay no, your uh your success okay. there okay. but you ended up playing your team right so yeah. let's say you had a ton of good players in your team it's a lot harder to accumulate those points and get consistent first place compared to if let's say you started in EU and then you just won EU a bunch of times and then you get moved over to, you know, to and yeah, but then they take you, they move you into the other region and then you just win in the other, like it's so much easier that if you have to yeah, stay in yeah. NA the whole time, play against these NA super powerhouses all day, you know? So I'm just saying, okay, even though well, Shady I mean... got the most fortune on it, I was going to say that is a good time for me to mention that I was drafted to 2NA after the first game where I continued to get like a second and then a first. So I think I got the majority of my points in the NA lobby, but whatever. We don't have to go on about that. I, I just made it easier it was, for you. Uh, it was a for fun event, though. It's not something where everybody is uh, like even even me, right? Like, So I, we're going to talk about this card later on, right? Mm -hmm. Eternal Knight. Uh, but like my first, my very first Panda game, I had the option to just go all in on Summoner. And I was just like, I don't know if it's good, but fuck it, we're going to try, right? And it turned out it was good. But that, that's definitely the attitude you have going into the new stuff. You're like, all right, let's try. Right. So it is, a, it is a for fun event. This is where you take uh, silly risks and see if you can do something cool for chat. Uh, slamming Pandas, of course, because... Uh, Panda is a hero that hasn't been that good with quests, not a, not since the nerf where Panda now is treated as a zero armor hero, regardless of the hero power you choose. Uh, so that is something that is cool with the removal of quests, where you can pick a lot of... Uh, I'd say overall, there's fewer heroes that are going to be viable, but there's some heroes like Omu, like Panda. Um, that They're going to be very at. viable. Yeah. yeah, like Lich King, uh, suddenly like zero armor, but you can reborn something. It's very potent. So yeah, definitely some stuff shaking up. So yeah, long story short, I had a, had a very good time. What about you, Collins? I also had a great time because you know what I did first? First round, I won my lobby. I put Shady into my tier. <laughs> and we yeah. were just playing with Shady. And then I also Shady got moved away and I, I convinced my team it was correct though. 
that takes Shady back. <laughs> I was like, okay, so they're going to go for Crip, right? Because Crip has the most points. But if we take Crip, they're going to take back and we're, we're down. It was, so let's take the second highest point, which was you, unfortunately. And then they'll take Crip. And then we get you for free. They, and they, they just switch, uh, take Crip back. And it's exactly how it played out. So we, it was actually a five-head move. What I needed to do yeah. last, uh, last turn was take the yeah. third point player right unfortunately because we we would just have to assume that they would ignore you and just go for crip again but yeah. which is what one of them did but then you rdu really at the end was like oh, wait shady has the most points <laughs> let's take so, it, so it, it wouldn't have worked out but i still think if we took crip we have no chance because they'll always take one of our people where if we take the low the third highest then maybe they take maybe uh, they crip. miss yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. they just auto pick Crip because Crip Crip was leading in the points for the majority of the events because he had an amazing start, but then had a like either a top eight or just in general a bad game at the end. Yeah, he had a and top eight. I, I, closed, I closed the gap barely, barely by by point one point, which yeah, I was so like... there. There was a three way tie at one point, which gave me one point six, which is a very weird number, but that's that's how it ended up working out. So <laughs> I... the uh. That that means that Crip did have a 0.5 at some point, so that's how it was one decimal yeah. over. So yeah, very very, it's basically the same score. Yeah, I do think they shouldn't. Okay, are we? Do you want to talk about the rules of this yeah, particular event? We talk about everything. Okay, okay. I do think there are a couple of things in that rules that could have been adjusted to make it nicer. Um, first of all, I do. We did it. We ended up not following this, but I do think it is a good idea that you can't trade away the highest point on your team. Like that one is like essentially like the team leader that um, can be traded away. I I don't know if um, I wonder. I think it would be okay if let's say you win the lobby, you could trade away yourself. <laughs> Like, like uh, I, I, fucking... I don't know. I feel like that goes against the spirit of the. <laughs> I don't want you guys. I'm nice. leaving. <laughs> I want I'm I want this love I'm leaving <laughs> because essentially what you would do is you would like put yourself in a weak group right and then farm points there and then win a lobby and then at the end yup I'm out <laughs> I'm out yeah. I I don't know I like okay maybe maybe that's uh maybe <laughs> maybe that's, that's savage as well right? you gotta be pretty you gotta be a savage to do that just look at your team and be like you guys ain't it I'm sorry I'm the other team. <laughs> I guess it's. I guess it. The 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 optics of it is too like ruthless. <laughs> uh, okay. But yeah. You. Yeah. You were talking about how the um, the top point uh, mm-hmm. holder right. and the first place player. Place. Yeah, should be protected. Be, yeah, and and the way we did it was only the first place player that round was protected, because uh, we just ignored that rule and. We kind of just went with it, and they yeah. they sort of forgot to enforce enforce it. it yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, another thing, I didn't like how the trade system worked. I don't know how to fix that, right? Like in terms of, like, what if you all could you all do the trades at the same time? No, because right? you'd all you'd all pick the same unit, so it'd have to be in in some. Well, I the, so the problem you're referring to is right. that the lobby that finished first, first makes yeah. the trade first. Yeah. And essentially, that means that the trade that you have just made can be undone Done. by one of the next teams. Oh, right. Oh, right. The, the way to fix that is have um, players can only be traded once per round. 
exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I could also throw out an incentive, right, to finish to first. finish first, exactly, exactly. Now it, now it's like, oh, you, you win your lobby fast. Well, that's terrible. Yeah, but, you know, terribly done by you, you stupid player. What are you Why doing? Are you Why are you lobby? winning so fast? Yeah, you, you should stall. Play frog builds. Have longer timers. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, so, so I, I like your suggestion absolutely to just don't make the you know so the top point earner can be traded the winner of the round can be traded and whoever just got drafted can be traded and then you start to have a lot more dynamics and and you actually feel good about being the first lobby that finished right now you got to look ah the others are still playing that's that's bad because now my trade is not really going to matter i'm either going to have to draft someone i don't really want so that they don't steal them or whoever i do want uh, when i do draft them they will be still on the way by one of the other teams. I, I wonder if it makes sense to have like a, a one round protection for people that got traded. Like Right, you're supposed to. Well, I would say that we're in danger of like heavily theory crafting an event that is unlikely to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I don't think they're gonna do something yeah. very similar to this again. Exactly, yeah. I, I I just want to like you know throw out like you know hey this this could be uh, improving. Sure, yeah, I think that's sort of the the just the inner game enthusiasts uh, in us, right? Was dude, like, yeah, dude, they were so it. competitive, dude. I was like sometimes <laughs> listening into my team members, uh, and they're like, okay, what is it? What do, what do we need to do to do that? And then they're like, oh, you know what, Collins, Collins just makes the right, <laughs> like Collins just do the draft for me. I was like, what? funny man, because <laughs> I spent some time in the Brazilian team, and that was just. That voice chat a lot of the time was just very quiet. It was like, uh, I don't know what we're doing, blah 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 blah. So it was very um um they they were they were not as at least the the variant of the Brazilian team I was in at the time. So that, that was also with XD and I don't know, maybe Dog at some point was in there as well. Right. There were some uh, very or, quiet people uh, <laughs> and also some like yes. loud folks. <laughs> so the EU lobby was just shit talk central. Because you you had RDU and JJ in there. In there at the that, same that's time. That's great already from the get-go, right? So you know they're gonna be shit talking each other. And then there was Sun, right? So it was it was a really good mix. Sun Sun's usually pretty vocal. So yeah, that was I, I was just thinking like uh, it's because when I when I was drafted to the NA lobby, NA lobby was fairly quiet yeah, compared to yeah, the yeah, new yeah. lobby. Because um in during round one, like when we were like turn one buying our minions, like there was still just shit talk in the Discord. Uh, whereas like I went into the NA lobby and like everybody's deafened. I know, I know, <laughs> everyone deafened. Like as soon as the game started, I was like, damn. That's why I had to bring you in, right? So that we at least we could talk. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We we just went to our private chat and be like, all right, I'm playing two Harvest Golems calls. Yeah, I think I can we, tie that. We tied so much that tournament. Yeah. It was great. The only Except fight we didn't tie is, is when, when you killed me. <laughs> you I, I was almost yelling at Collins, you are muted. I cannot hear what you are saying. I'm on low HP. I have to play my cards unless you are talking to me. And then he's like, Chitty, why you hit me in the face, bro? Come on. Like, I went till five. I was like, yeah, you're muted. That was, that was I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only game I went eighth. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was savage. Uh stabbed my man in the back, unfortunately. 
with some jugglers nonetheless yeah i know right you're so strong at that point like you were like omega strong but you were so strong at that point yeah. it, just, like, it, was, it was a rough uh i just had rough matchmaking and fights that game because i remember you even like messaging me you okay down there buddy <laughs> that was by far the lowest health player in that lobby at the start it was a pretty savage matchup so. um, no the um that that was that was so much fun i like for instance in the uh the the round one eu um setup was like oh right like armor is not that good anymore it's like no 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 pick the 10 armor guy it's great right pick, pick the 10 armor guy. <laughs> <laughs> shit like that it's just that, that makes that makes the tournament more fun right you can do that uh, anyway that's yeah so so from the experience point of view um super fun event i, I would say like the only downside but essentially really the, was the i guess the rules being a little wonky, wonky right and right. the uh the downtime but the uh the actual just playing of the games and hanging and shooting the shit in discord wonderful it, it's so hard to get that many streamers in the same yes. like lobby I mean, at the same you time will not, you will not have me awake at that time right unless it's <laughs> i'm very uh incentivized and, and this event obviously incentivized me but the event started when i'd be getting ready for bed so <laughs> uh, but yeah it was was good it was fun of course yeah so uh I, I suppose we can just jump into what we saw right in our games like what what was winning because the um so for for anyone who hasn't gone through this uh big transition that we're about to go through right so we've had uh season two where we had quests and now we're going into season three so the way how the, the the rhythm has worked so far is that we've had uh, prizes, Dark Moon prizes, which were there for a while. And I believe then Cold War were added and then something, you know, you have a meta for a while and then it's um, Buddies for another four months. Then it was Nagas that were added and you have another block of four months. Then it was uh, quests yeah. that were added. We had that for four months, and now we have undead. So at the start of a new minion type block or season, right? If you want to call it like that, it's going to feel a little crazy because uh -huh. Blizzard wants you to play with the new stuff. So they are going to err on the side of caution of making things more powerful rather than too weak. Yeah. And especially in high MMR, that means that uh, players that are exceptional at exploiting things that are far too strong, it creates, it reaches ridiculous proportions. So we saw this with Nagas where people would build, you know, very, very large Naga boards, all with divine shield and just stupid, stupid big. Um, whereas the undead seems like we're just going to have a lot of very strong tokens. So yeah, why don't you like just like what's your take like what if what, what did you see like overall like my yeah i i guess yeah we can just explore and we'll see where we all right we'll, see well we... first of all i do think i guess a nice starting point is the it's it's either undead in general or the the new hero right like those are like where 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 makes the most sense to start right um mm -hmm. I, I do think Undead in general, like, as we played it, right, that, that ended up being the dominating minion type. Of I mean, I think it makes sense, because 
um they're new right so we were playing it just because it was new but then they ended up being like this this wins the lobby as well right but i th- i think every single lobby i played undead one i don't think uh yeah. um same here yeah no no lobby that was played at least there was some for because i know miss bowers played the dinosaur variant yeah, he the, played uh, the Fell Stomper, right? So she did win with Fell Stomper, but it's still but undead. She had Colossus of yeah, the Sun. Right, of the she sun. had other undead uh, cards. So, yes, uh, I think it's, and, and this is another thing where you guys are used to minion types rotating things that are in or out. That still happens, but undead are immune to that. So, it, undead will always be in with, I think, the first two weeks, I believe. Yeah. Um, so, it is not unreasonable to say that you are going to be seeing an undead winner in almost all of your lobbies. <laughs> and that that's sounds a, a little That's crazy. definitely a weird thing to say, but I, I yeah. see But it is most likely accurate. Yeah. <laughs> and the um I, I guess the philosophy going into an imbalanced meta like this is to understand that you don't have to win every time, and a lot of it is just okay, somebody hit the the nuts with undead. How do I, you know, stay alive a little longer? Or how do I play my own undead setup? Um, just a little bit worse than them to try and get second place or so. Because you're, if you think that there's going to be some perfect counter that you can play, a lot of the time it's going to just be very frustrating because somebody just has this board that shouldn't happen. So I'm, I'm going to give you a bit of an example where I believe it was XD who got um, nine Atissas and pretty much got <laughs> 10 spells for free every turn off a golden Pashmar. So let's put that into perspective, right? Like nine Atissas, that's three golden Atissas with 10 spells every Why is he turn. getting 10 spells for free? So golden Pashmar, and I'm guessing a lot of reborn shit. Oh, um, right, because right, right. reborn is very yeah so i can very easily proc that over and over uh, now maybe over exaggerate a little bit but i think it's very safe to say that uh i i had very large boards too at one point that just got obliterated and and this is the problem where undeads they uh focus on tokens and and if we go back to the original rock paper scissors triangle you have tokens that beat poison poison beats stats and stats beat tokens the problem is that if your tokens deal 60 damage each, suddenly that equation is no longer true and stats will also lose the tokens. <laughs> and and that's that's what undeads do. Undeads have a, a card called Anubarak. Uh, it's a five drop and the death rattle is your undead have two attack for the rest of the game, wherever they are. So that, that means your tokens have two attack, things in the shop have two attacks, things on the board have two attack. And that sounds like hey, it's a five drop and it has to die. And then it's only two attack. That's a little slow. And that that might sound a little slow until you realize that you can have two of them on the board. You can have a Titus. So Baron has been switched out for those of you who haven't seen the uh, latest podcast yet. Uh, Titus is essentially Baron Rivendare. It's Titus Rivendare, but it was changed because Baron Rivendare uh, has the undead tag because of how standard cards work. They can't change standard cards. And yeah, they, they couldn't have Baron have a type, of course, because then you could build a giant Baron. And it, all, it also wouldn't be in if Undeads were out. Exactly. It'd be very awkward. Uh, but essentially, Baron, right? We'll call him Baron for now because that's what you guys are used to. 
the um, the interaction then becomes well, I'm getting four per Anubarak, and there is also another undead card, uh, a very very good card. We'll talk yeah. about it later as well. Soul Splitter, which is an undead that has reborn itself. And you exactly and, oh, what card you're talking about. Yeah, you got to queue that, right? Yeah, Soul Splitter <laughs> will reborn a friendly undead. So I, at one point, had a setup where I had two Soul Splitters, two Anubaraks, and a Baron. So that is ridiculous because then you are looking at two Anubaraks that are each giving four attack to every undead for the rest of the game, wherever they are, when they die, and you have... Uh, so that's eight per Anubarak. Um, and yeah, that, that's, that's, that's plus 16 attack per round. You don't need a lot of rounds to get to a point where stats cannot contest you because every time... That explains it. Okay, I fought you, right? And you were just summoning like 60 attack yes. minions. Yeah. And I'm like, how, how did he do that? <laughs> I was like kind of confused. Like, did, I, I was like, did you play uh, did you play Nerubian Death Swarmer like... 20 times, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess it, okay. I See, guess that, that was the exact the thought process I went to when I lost the crypt the first lobby. Okay. And I was like, I see what you did. I'm going to do that too. <laughs> so, uh, crypt definitely had the strategy down going into the tournament. Uh, so, he was definitely prepared, did his homework. Awesome, of course, right? They love to see that. Um, yeah, came in with a good strategy of, okay, use a new barrack, reborn it, use Baron, pump, 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 pump. And then you just play like you any summon, quite, right? Yeah, yeah. You can quite effortlessly, effortlessly play at least I would say six reborn undeads on your board, and there are several undeads that have death rattles that then summon additional things. So um, eternal summon. Yeah, Handless Forsaken is like the budget option. So we'll talk about that first. Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, but that, that's, good. that's a great one. Honestly, you can win the game with that, right? Like you can win the game with Handless Forsaken and the Nubarak strategy. Um, so Handless Forsaken, it, it summons a 2-2 hand with Reborn when mm -hmm. it dies. Uh, so it, it's it's a little like Sewer Rat-esque in that if you Reborn a Sewer Rat, you're like, mm, sometimes I don't get my full value. Same thing here, right? If this is reborn and it dies early, then you don't get the, you know, you get the hand, but you don't get the Forsaken back, blah, 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 blah. Um, Eternal Summoner is a strategy all on its own that we can cover uh, in a bit, right? But the cool thing about this Anubarak engine is that you can just run Eternal Summoner for, for a body because the Eternal Knights, so Eternal Summoner is a six drop right. that spawns two Eternal Knights when it dies. What are Eternal uh, Knights? Here you go. Exactly. <laughs> Eternal Knights, they're, they're like Pogo Hopper with uh, Death Rattle rather than Battle Cry. So every time Ooh, an Eternal that's Knight a good dies, way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Which is way better than Battle Cry because Battle Cry, you got to keep buying them and playing them. This, you just got to keep letting them die. So the, the Eternal Knights gain plus one, plus one every time they die. And if one Knight dies, it'll buff all the other Knights you have. So very, very, uh, yeah, that ramps up very quickly when you have Eternal Summoners because what you can do is you can reborn your Eternal Summoner. So then we are looking at a card that's one body that summons two more bodies that then reborns for another body that then summons two more bodies. So that then we're already like, what, six bodies or so where you just get, you know, we just buffed everything with a Nubarak. So that's six bodies off one card that'll deal like 60 damage each. Yeah, good luck. Even like 200 to 200 minions don't cover that. Yeah, which, dude, I, dude, I, 
like when I saw someone, he had a golden um, trickster. It had like 150 health. It went on to another 150 plus health minion, right? And it lost. And I was, I was just like, what? <laughs> I was like, it just, just <laughs> lost. This, this is the... Uh... This is exactly what happened in Naga patch where you could have such a nasty game with a type that wasn't Naga and it's just not good enough. Like we're talking original Siren tier three, Naga scaling. Like you were just not gonna get bigger than Nagas, right? It was just not gonna happen. You have a great cool board game. Good for you, buddy. You're not even close, right? So, and, and I think we have the same thing here. And so this is a pretty common thing with new types is that if you try to beat them at their own game, which is a lot of the time just I'll get That's, bigger than you, yeah. it doesn't work. So there are some speculations already on what you can do against this. Um, like See, I heard XQN talk about, yeah, go ahead. There's, there's a problem though with this particular minion type in that the counters are not, the, the traditional counters don't apply here because how, yeah, do, you, yeah, how yeah. do you deal with big stats, right? You, you run... Ways that can... you do with tokens, you run big stats. Right yeah, now. right, uh, right. Uh, uh, but these also it. get big stats, right? Um, as well, well. The, so they can be big stats so tokens. When when we say big stats, for for almost all the undead comps, we mean big attack. Um, okay, so I I've yeah. run sister, um, yes, death whisper, right? Absolutely, and that one was very big stats. Uh, driven mm -hmm. that's how i won that lobby i just had huge stats especially with the horse um the dual blanche. type horse. yeah yeah so Bl blanche is a reborn five drop that reborns with all its health and enchantments so yeah if you're good at making just, big stats like i am right <laughs> calling this spend all the gold sneak in the jug do all the things so just build me a big minion and then have it be really valuable yeah that's that's what you get with blanchy um so that's not like you can make big stats but you can also i guess what you're you're doing and what I, what this is doing is very different right where well, you're... i want to jump in on that because it's it's really good that you uh you bring it up I think that the the natural course of an undead game, it ends with the sister whenever you can. Because when you are running this Anubarak strategy, why wouldn't you want to put a sister in the back anyway? So yes, I think if you can go straight into sister death whisper, it's um, it's amazing because essentially the the theory here is that, oh, you are just playing a lot of low HP, high damage minions. I'm going to do something like, Golden Baron with Blaster. I'm going to kill all your stuff before it gets to attack, right? I think that's what a lot of the players that haven't played in those lobbies and that haven't seen Sister consistently at work. Which is right? like 99% of players. Yeah, yeah. I saw XUN saying like, oh, I think Nagas were worse. I think you're just going to Blaster and that's. I'm like, no, no, it's shit gets... Because one Sister for one turn gets you out of Blaster range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. The, the, the scaling is stupid, right? So Sister Death's Whisper, let's first of all say that this is basically Orgozoa in that it has too many numbers on the card to begin with. Orgozoa came in the game as... A 5-9. A 5-9. So that's good to win fights if you triple into it early. This is a 4-11. 11 health, right? That's, that gets you 
that gets you somewhere. Uh, now, when a friendly when a, when a friendly, friendly minion, minion, yeah, has re when it reborns. So this essentially means when it dies and comes back through the reborn mechanic. That can be a micro mummy. That can be any of the reborn undeads that you play. Your all your other undead that are on the board at the time, they get plus one, plus three, plus three. And the damage does not matter because you're a Nubarak and all your other mechanics that increase the attack with be it Eternal Summoner, be it a Ghoul of the Feast or whatever you have on the board or your Nubian Deaths Farmers and Deaths do not need more attack, right? They get that for free from other resources. So getting plus three health and it's not on two of your undeads, three of your undeads, all of your undeads that are on the board, like, like, just think about that. If, if it's only four undeads, you are gaining 12 HP for one thing that reborns, and then another thing reborns, another 12 HP, and then another thing reborns. Like, maybe now it's nine HP because, you know, one of the things that got health is... So, yeah, your plan of going to Blaster, like, one turn of one Death Whisper, it's out of the window. You are no longer going to be able to do your Blaster plan. So that that's that's the thing where I think that the lower tier strategy of undeads is going to be I'm going to make very high damage tokens, but they're going to have low HP. But that is still going to beat 99% of the field <laughs> of the first few days because people aren't going to be ready for that, right? They're just going to be like, what? That's ridiculous. Like, yeah. my minions were huge and they got destroyed by, like, my, my big minion got one shot by one of your tokens. That's ridiculous. So... You can already do that strategy and do really well. But then when that undead player gets a sister death whisper, that's when you suddenly remove that weakness that you could have potentially had of now, you know, you could use a blaster to kill all my tokens. Now my tokens are also safe from blaster. So that is, yeah, that is a pretty ridiculous setup. Um, anyways, like a bit of a rant there, but I wanted to jump in on that because I think that's going to be a logical process a lot of people go through like oh it's low hp you can probably blast or or i can cleave right probably cleave like cleave's probably fine it's like no it's it's not gonna be good enough all right so before we continue i do have like two th cards or i guess not they're not even cards two make two units i want to talk about first of all first of all i think obvious one is the eternal knight i was so surprised when this wasn't a three drop i think this should be at minimum a three drop after playing with it. I don't understand why it's two. I, I had I, I had multiple games where my opponent had four plus copies of it by like turn four. And and I was just like, well, they've kind of won, right? Because they just need to hit a summoner and then their engine is already there. They're scaling from from the get-go. I thought if, if it was a three, then maybe it takes, you know, it takes there's less in the pool and it takes longer to get started. And maybe that might be enough of a of a window but it being at two is so ri ridiculous to me like i was just like very surprised like i thought it was a three <laughs> you know as as i was playing but then i kept seeing people have it on two and they'll have multiple copies right since it's, there's a lot of a lot of them since it's just a tier two minion so definitely i i think um this one is something they need to take a look at adjust i would love if they adjusted like before it came up i don't i don't believe yeah i don't have hopes for that but i i definitely think they they should take a look at this card and and definitely readjust uh, where it comes like what tier it is 
being at two ridiculous what do you think like do you do you agree or you think like yeah so i I think with eternal knight it being a two from my experience it was all the summoner and then you could just buy big eternal knights later but there is nothing that prevents you from picking it up early and have it be good okay so i had multiple games where uh, a player hit two of them super early and then they just ended the game 30 hp right because it carries you and then yeah, so I, I guess I guess my what I was trying to ask, right? It's more like those early knights aren't enough to do the job, but it's enough to make you strong to yeah, get and, you to your summoner. Yeah, and it keeps it, you know, it's permanent engine, right? Like it's just like yeah. it's a pogo, right? That just scales permanently, and then you hit the sure, like, sure. all you gotta do is hit a summoner, and then bam, your comp is like kind of done, and then you're and then later on you're buying like thirty HP knights, so they they triple into like seventy health. Knights that that get plus two every time they die, like it, it yeah. and then you just get more of them since they're tier twos. There's so many, so you could get two copies of it. The second one has like a hundred HP. You're just buying sure. like casually. It just seems way too much. So no no downside essentially. Yeah, no right? no downside of buying this early. Yeah, no for downside sure. at all. I think I think that's a good way of describing it. I, I think the reason that it, it just gets so dumb once the summoner's in there is because you can reborn the summoner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you can reborn the knight too, right? Like the knight isn't. Sure, sure. Like the summoner represents. The, the, yeah, the summoner yeah. is where it's like it's so stupid. I agree. It's so dumb, right? Because like, man, one of my plays was so. Uh, it's almost like I would have to like pull up the bot to show it to you, but I was panda. Mm-hmm. I picked Tamsin. Mm-hmm. The turn that I picked Tamsin, I tripled my summoner, so I had a golden, uh, some like twenty damage summoner, and. I had a Fell Stomper as well. So Fell Stomper gives plus three attack to your board per minion that gets summoned. So I left board space. I hit the Tamsin on the on the uh, summoner, which means I summoned, I think, three knights. I didn't think I sell down for four knights. So I gained plus 12 attack on my entire board, plus another 20 attack from the summoner Tamsin. Uh, so it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, completely unethical where like the it, the the eternal knights spawned and they already had a, a giga amount of attack and then everything else was essentially poisonous because of the tams and hero power so yeah it's you you can just have these boards and then then we just like other cards we haven't even mentioned <laughs> we're gonna we get to them <laughs> yeah we will we will so I, I i guess it was a brief mention of colossus of the sun just in general like uh when we talked about miss bowers um fell stomper board but Colossus of the Sun is a 6-6 Divine Shield Reborn, but it's also undead. So this is sort of your perfect minion when you have your engine ready. Well, you just want to slap this guy on the board when everything is ready and just be like, all right, now go forth and accumulate buffs. (laughs) Like this thing is perfect to get buffed because, you know, it's it's so, yeah, it's it's, it's a Divine Shield Reborn. And you can can even taunt it, but... Yeah, we're gonna jump a little bit all over the place, but I think that's I think that's fine because just talking about the experience of how to how to interact with it, there is um, something that came up in the dev interview where something they were aware of with Nagas last time is that they do want to build in a counter from the get go right. in case the type is too OP. Now. I'm not sure if there is anything else they introduced than the no, Sindori. It, it's just a Sindori. All right. So the Sindori, I will say, 
it is very blatantly a middle finger to if you play undead, right? Like Sindore was made to be like, oh, you play undead? I'm going to hurt you. So what Sindore does, it's a four drop. It has Wind Fury, Divine Shield. When it attacks, it removes Taunt and Reborn on its target. So it's so perfect because what it does is it attacks. The undead player will almost always have one or two Taunts because they want to protect their, uh, their sister. They want to protect their uh, Baron if they are running the Anubarak and stuff. So they will have one or two Taunts. So the Sindori attacks, removes Taunt and the Reborn, and the Taunt will almost always have Reborn. And then because it removes the Taunt, the second Wind Fury attack has a very good chance of sniping another minion. And then, you know, especially if it's Taunt that you can't miss, they have two Taunts. They're both Reborn. You hit both of them. So that's so much of their stuff gone. Now, the problem is that that only matters if you also have an undead build and you can then win because of that. <laughs> because that's what I did, right? When I played yesterday, I won the lobby because I just never swapped this out. I said, as tempting as it is, I got to keep this because it it kecks two of their units, right? Like the math. Yeah, but I mean, almost like every board, every board had like two taunts. So right. like, no, I, no, like it can hit the same unit is what I mean. But like the No, no, it can't. That's the thing. Well, if, if, if they have one taunt, it can hit it again. Yeah, yeah, if they have one okay. taunt, if they have one taunt. But if, if they have two taunts, it's like 100% success rate. Right, and it's right. so beautiful because it removes taunt but from why, the first guy. Why are they running double taunt? Well, I mean, if you want to protect... I, I had double taunt at one point, right? To like, but, but uh, that's, and then that's you saw that because you realized that there was a... Yeah, exactly. People <laughs> will adapt and yeah, say, Yeah, so okay. I, don't, I don't think that's like a... Like it's gonna be common that well, it's, it's still annoying because then yeah. then you can start to be like oh let's put it second right it's kind of like Leroy esque where people will you know people are putting their Leroy's first no matter what and people were taunting their big stuff at the start and like okay right. don't taunt your big stuff and then there's this evolution of okay now I'm gonna taunt my Leroy I'm gonna move it back so I'm guessing we're gonna see the same thing with straight shot at the start everybody's gonna taunt their reborns and the straight shot is gonna kick you right and then uh, people be like okay I'm gonna have like one decoy taunt. Let the straight shot hit that one, uh, and then maybe people will be like, "Okay, I'm gonna, you know, put a big minion first, and then I'm gonna put my straight shot there, right? To like first kill their taunt, and then straight shot into reborns." But whatever, blah 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 blah. This is supposedly the card that you can run to say, "Okay, I'm going to counter undead in case they are too strong." But if you are playing a normal comp, let's just say that you are playing like one Nomi scaling, and you have like 40, 40, or 50, 50 elementals. If you have an undead player that is doing reasonably okay, we're not even talking sister here, we're talking someone with just some Anubarak procs, one helping hand token, right? This is like a one-drop reborn token that comes from a four-drop, is going to trade one for one with your wildfire. <laughs> right? So like, yeah, okay, you removed reborn from two of my guys. I, I honestly don't really care because my board is just so much better than what you have that this is not enough to win the game. Now, maybe, right, if we start really, really going hard into that direction. And we say, okay, um, let me just run two straight shots and maybe like another thing that if I can run. you have to run, run two of them, you know there's a problem. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but the thing with Nagas is I was just incredibly hard forcing seven from the get-go because I knew I could never outscale them. And that's also a bit of a problem. Like if you know from the start of the game, you have to play Poison Scam. Like, that's also a bit of a problem, right? You can't try to outscale unless you hit Nagas. So this is not me saying, like, oh, this is going to be balanced. I'm just thinking 
is there maybe a way where normal boards can beat them, right? If we're starting to run double straight shot with maybe some play around their counter. So maybe like Leroy first, then double straight shot, and then like four giga big units so that you Leroy their taunt if they have a distraction, and then you Sindore and you hope to hit all their reborns. Whatever. It's it's a lot of copium. I, I hear myself <laughs> It's more uh, just theoretical, right? An experiment, a thought experiment, if you will, where maybe double straight shot can do enough work. Uh, but then you're also at the mercy of the RNG, right? Because nothing prevents the straight shot once the taunts are gone from hitting into the Baron, doing nothing, hitting into the thing it already silenced, doing nothing, right? So there's no way to guarantee that two straight shots are going to remove four reborns. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> so that was depressing. Uh, however, that yeah. was just the first problematic one that I wanted to talk about. So, yeah, Eternal uh, Knights, you know, could be good. Um, I, I don't understand what to do. The second thing I wanted to talk about was just Putricide itself. Right? So, sure. I, I don't know if you got to play with this unit, but I got to watch people play with this unit, this hero. And it just felt so silly, so stupid, right? You, well, you, you were in our last lobby with JJ, right? Yeah, you were. Right? <laughs> <laughs> let us, let us, without really going into um, describing, right, like what you had in mind for future fight. Let us just like talk about the fight I had versus JJ. Okay, just, <laughs> just, just to put things into context, right? So. I'm playing the uh, Anubarak version, and I have sisters. So that is considered, I think right now, with the very, very limited experience we have, absolutely top tier, right? You have the giga high attack on your tokens, and you have like 160 HP sister death's whisper in the back because my board is just reborn, 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 reborn. And like it's just like proc, 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 proc. I have like a golden... Uh, sister in the back and it's just like it's giga large and all my tokens deal so much damage so i have for what we know now like the comp the premium comp so i actually like, jj has a lot of knights so jj is playing the different version the one that relies on eternal summon, yeah. yeah so we are talking lots of summoners with reborn on them uh, lots of like knights coming out throughout the course of the fight and then you know, I, I go toe to toe because I just keep summoning token after token after token, right? So I'm like, I kill those summoners, I kill those knights, I, I keep cleaning up. And then I get to the very last minion on the board and it's this little shit that is sitting there in stealth. And then I read its text and then its text is something along the lines of summon all the things that have died this <laughs> turn or what. I don't even know exactly what it was. Okay, I'll tell you what it is. It's, okay. called, yeah. it's called Devourer of Souls. It's after a friendly right. minion dies, gain its death rattle. Number yeah. one, this, how can you add this to the game? Like, so, what do you think? You know, the picture, right? Like, after I had killed about 40 Eternal Knights, I'm over exaggerating a little bit here, right? But, like, I've killed night after night after night. I pop this thing, seven more spawn, and they all have, like, 60 attackers and bullshit. And I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, yes, as, as Colin's is pointing out i think they went a little overboard on the high roll potential on the creations that you can make with the with the hero battle. all right all right time for me to rant 
right, let's go. Their are tier listening. six creations don't like they they don't make too much sense in terms of like power levels because they're discovers. You get to discover them, right? The there's not that many um, options to choose from, right? So you you can choose like you could choose Colossus of the Sun. You get this Devourer of Souls. You can hit Eternal Knight as well um, itself. So you could just create an Eternal Knight if you want. Uh, but this Devourer of Souls in particular is just too good with the Eternal Knight comp. And and the very stupid thing about it is you can give it stealth, right? This thing can you can you can get that and then also give it stealth. And there's multiple there's multiple cards that you can pick that have stealth in them. So it's not just oh you have to hit. Uh, Wasteland Assassin, right? You can also hit Shade of Naraxxus. So you can just have this in the back with stealth, taking all the death rattles. If you have Eternal Knights uh, summons in there, you just summon Eternal Knights, then you get the stealth, then it summons more knights, and then you can give this thing Reborn too. So it's like, you it can get all the death rattles and have Reborn, and then summon death rattles again, as well as your Eternal Knights no. having Reborn and whatever. I Wait, do the does the reborn version have death rattle? I mean, not that it would need it, it right away, but I've never had it. I've oh, never oh, seen oh, it not. I've never I, seen oh, it die. <laughs> and, yeah, and, oh, and, and, and not the, the board would be full, right? Yeah, because if you true. are absorbing that's every true. single, like death you don't need. Okay, you don't, you don't need, need the it, reborn. You don't need, <laughs> you don't need to fill your whole board at the end of the fight with Eternal Knights twice to win. Yes, like it's it's fine. <laughs> but regardless right just yeah. the, the if if you power level so a, a lot of players um that we played against right you the main goal with this hero is just power level to six because the six uh creations win you the game by itself right like so all you have to do is just make sure you're alive on tier six you hit the creation button uh, you summon, you you get one of these, you hit the turn on night summons, you just win the game. So essentially what you'll do is you'll make one creation on four, right? So there's actually a lot of good um, four drop options. There's like a tomb thing that gives you coins. There's, there's ways to get coins in the economy to fix your curve. But you just you just get one on four to stabilize. And then you go to six, you make two six drop creations. And then you're, you're, it's the freest game ever. Anytime I watch any of anyone do this it was like so free and i just don't understand i definitely think this probably needs to be removed um this devourer of souls i i, I just think it's it's too much and even even the creation itself on six like the options are very good and they're also very consistent because there's not that many six drops you're guaranteed to have one i do six want option. to ask here like mm -hmm. in, in terms of the tavern tiers you say that you're guaranteed one tier six is, is that is that confirmed I believe so. There's there, so, uh, if I mean, if you watch Crips video, there's like a a, a list of um, options you have depending on your mm -hmm. tier, and I believe if you're on six, you're guaranteed one of the six options. Okay, uh, okay, because I I remember him. I watched the video as well. I remember him saying that you're like two tiers below, but maybe that's just like in like general, that's like the second. Like, I think that's like the second option. So there is one. So out of the the nutty cards like the devourer of souls etc yeah you'll, like, yeah, you'll get one discover one of those okay okay and then the second one will be like two tiers below i think so, so but but regardless it's 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 so good <laughs> and i don't i i definitely think this is gonna change there's no way this is gonna stay in the same form like after like a week and a half or so. a, a lot of this is not yeah, a lot of, yeah i a lot of yeah a lot of the shit ain't gonna fly you know but it's it's particular 
particular i mean you can go through the list of uh options they're not like super crazy you know like veteran ranger arm stealer like they're none of them really um are crazy i would say i think devour souls is like the standout of like this is too much and then also the, being able to give a friendly undead reborn is also pretty powerful so there's like a drakari embler so you can you can target uh reborn so you could like just give the eternal summoner permanent reborn without having to run that uh reborn um giver unit so that that one is like potentially really good it's just like it's being outshadowed by the uh the six the six drops so you don't really see it as much but i do think it's it's pretty good and then the, being able to give stealth to some of your your death rattles is also really strong right uh so that you you know for a fact that um they're not going to get killed in in the wrong order right since they have stealth so i do i do think that stealth being able to give them stealth is also really really powerful and then the coin one on four is like really good uh ways to stabilize it and whatnot you can also get poison i, I know no one's talking about that it's it, I don't know if it's that important right now, right? Because poison. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly, right. Like when everybody's summoning tokens, you don't care about poison, so yeah. it's like poison is not gonna matter for yeah. the first series. Most yeah, I agree. Like right now, poison isn't as premium as it was before because the meta is all about summoning lots of minions. And if your if your minions that you're summoning can trade with a poison unit, then your poison unit is not that bad. Yeah, I uh, I, I want to like uh, just touch on the thing you said about the tomb villager with the coins. Uh, people might say like, "Yeah, how good is that?" The the thing here is that there's lots of um, exponential stuff that happens, right? Where if you reborn it, that's two coins. Mm -hmm. If you have a baron, that's four coins. Like that's what I had. So I was getting um, two lich hero powers every turn for free, <laughs> right? Like it's four coins. So so the um, the upside there as well is that coins can also do other things and it's more flexible because you could hold them, but then most of the time, you know, hand space, et cetera. But yeah, that's, that's ridiculous, right? Just like if you have a Baron on your board and you reborn the Tomb Villager creation, uh, it's you are very, very likely going to five into going to six, um, even if you just have the reborn on it, right? So if you have, we, we did touch on that a bit briefly early on, but when you see this card, Early on tier four, even if you don't have an undead, just pick Soul Splitter because that is the card, that is the glue that makes it all work. Because being able to reborn certain cards is absolutely ridiculous, and then this is one of them, right? The Tomb Pillager. So I, yeah, I did want to talk about Soul Splitter. Um, sure. Uh, but like not like but later. But I, I also think this card shouldn't have reborn. Like, I, I'm okay with giving a friendly undead reborn, but I also don't think it should have a reborn itself because it's already too good, yeah. right? Like, even just yeah, giving a friendly, like, undead reborn, because what it does is it protects your premium reborns from being, like, killed first, right? So, like, let's say it hits sister, right? That means your sister is not going to die, so you're going to get pretty much all your sister procs. Or, or if it hits Eternal Knight, that means you're scaling so much like that. So I, I think it's too good, and I, I, I would love to see it not have reborn itself because that just synergizes so well with yeah i think that the looking at it you might be a little so essentially this is all very normal if you're looking at the cards and you haven't played with them you might look at this and be like that's a four two though that's a four two but then you remember every anubarak proc right like you just you turn this into 
a 50 the, damage a 50 attack in no time right so let's like a hundred damage coming out of a token that is also a utility card that is reborning other tokens and if you have a sister in the back this thing is also getting a shit ton of health um if assuming it's not the first it's, it's, yeah assuming it's not first. but your your anubarax will be the first minions up if that's what you're running so yeah it won't be the first minion up uh so yeah anyways it's um it's it's probably a must pick mm-hmm, yeah it's, uh in the next few weeks yeah this sort of gives, gives me the um that that the vibes of the other card that got removed you know for nagas for nagas the oh siren yeah it gives me siren vibes right like it's 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 like sneaky yeah. like this is like the most important card like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it it could be indeed where Siren sort of set you up, right? If you didn't have a Siren, it didn't gel as obviously. Nagas yeah, are like I I, I don't but... like I I don't know like if you don't have this, you're not beating people who have this, right? Like that's yeah, kind of like yeah. Siren. Your your comp just runs out of juice way too fast. Yeah, because so. this is the reason you see six or seven reborns on the board. <laughs> but yes, uh, this yeah. Yeah, this is just an aside. Like, I think this card is too strong. These need uh, needs a little bit of a of a change, and I think removing the unborn would make it more of a drawback. Where it's not like, oh, this this also wins me the fight, and you know, gives me scaling and, and my is, engine, yeah. yeah, and protects you. Um, but I did want to talk a little bit about the um, the wasteland assassin, right? So this thing well, has stealth okay. and reborn. Right. Sure. So, yeah. so you're um, you want to wrap up the the future sites. Uh, that, that 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 makes sense. So you're you touched on like the problematic six, the flashy ones, but mm-hmm. you think the stealth reborn? If you hit that in your pool, it's also problematic. Yeah, with because it's stealth and reborn, and you you get another unit to on to add on top of that, right? So if you add yeah. some random great synergy, right? It, you you're getting oh. the reborn. And then, like, let's say you added like a death, like tomb, or I don't know if you can get tomb or coins or whatever. But like, no, no. So you get one card that's not in, and the other card is a regular embed. Okay. So assassin will be the fancy card, and then, but I mean, you can already play like an Anubarak and have it auto reborn. The stealth wouldn't matter, but that'd still be good, right? You'd still have an Anubarak that auto reborns, right? And things like that. So I mean, it's still, it's still pretty powerful like uh, i guess yeah. uh, eternal summoner would be really good as well because you don't want that thing to die early yeah i think i saw someone do that right they had eternal summoner with stealth reborn it's probably jj because like, <laughs> he just got that stupid board i think he may have had yeah, yeah yeah i think i saw two of those little stealth shitters in the back so you're right yeah, I think he had the Wastelands uh, assassin, assassin, and then summoner. Eternal Summoner, and then the other one was a stealth, stealth. thing. That's so, oh my god, it's all coming back to me yeah. now. It, 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 isn't that yeah. so stupid? Like it's just like disgusting. I don't, I don't understand how this is okay or how this got through. <laughs> at all. It's hilarious that you know we looked at the board and there were like some people be like, yeah, I don't know, it might kill JJ, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't even know what's in that shit, but it doesn't look good. Okay. Yeah. So I had um we had another game where someone had putricide, uh a victor, Sun Bacon Relaxer. He won the yeah. game with three cards. <laughs> he just had three cards on the board. <laughs> that was it. That was it. He won okay. the game. I was, Elaborate. I, what was going on there? So I he had um of course he had um what's it called? Um the the, the card that steals all the so he had the we just talked about it. 
the Devourer of Souls, right? So that that yeah. he had Devourer of Souls with Reborn or whatever. Then I think he just had two Eternal Knights, and one had uh, one had Stealth or something. Um, so he had a Stealth Eternal Knight. Wait, and, when you say Eternal Knight, or Eternal Summoner? Knight? Yeah, yeah. He had a Stealth Eternal, Eternal, Eternal Summoner, Eternal. and then he had another Eternal Summoner. Then he had Devourer of Souls with Stealth as well, I think. So the um, you had you had to go through all all uh, all the knights uh to and they had reborn for some reason i don't understand why so so one knight would die and then you summon two knights then the other one would then the other one would die and then you're also reborn and then summon more knights and then you, then the reborn would die and then summon more knights then the souls would hit <laughs> would take all of the <laughs> all of the death rattles and then fill the void with knights again so it was just yeah. like you just summon 10 or, or 11 nights that, in, in that the game. does feel like the apps because we, we talked a little bit about like the budget version anubarak mm -hmm. make high damage tokens then sister being like the step up above that like now you're protected versus like cleaves and aoe but it does feel like the final destination of the most bullshit undead board is when you have all that but also giant knights because of summoner because if you are going to be using tokens that you are reborning and summoning, it may as well be Eternal Summoners. <laughs> so then he, you have all the value plus all the knights. It's I think he cool. could have put a, he put a Titus right at the end, just dropped a Titus, and now they summon four knights each, each and the reborn. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you just play the Titus. So the first one was summoned four, then the next one was summoned four, and then reborn, and then it was summoned four again. And then the Titus dies eventually, and then then the knight itself summons another seven. So you get mm. you get the ridiculous. Uh, how many knights do you get? You get four, 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 seven. And, you... and these stat lines are going to be like eighty, eighty. Yeah, yeah. The, he was something like seventy health, uh, yeah. eternal knights every time. Yeah. So so the way you look at this, guys, is like it's like kind of like a rat pack, but instead of spawning one once, you have like seventy health minions. <laughs> Just like try to let that sink in as like a rat pack, but it's like 70 70 rats. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty good. So yeah, I don't um, I don't like this. <laughs> that's, 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 the, that's the takeaway. Uh those are the two I want to talk about. I think they're not fair. It is uh yeah, it's it's pretty nasty. Absolutely. Now let's uh, talk about Risen Rider, the one job taunt reborn. Who are this card? Okay. <laughs> so hard to I mean, talk about other cards <laughs> it, there, this this is so i there was a question in chat i wanted to touch on but i wanted to let you uh finish your yeah, side uh segment um with all these tokens does any avenge card stand out oh um i'll let you take i mean there is one very clear Bell stomper i think uh was better no. than i thought well i mean yeah it's, it's an amazing card but I set you up for green thumb here, right? So. Oh, green thumb. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Green thumb's so, great, actually. <laughs> early game green thumb is the nuts. Yeah, it's so much fun. Like, I basically won one game almost purely off green thumb. I, also, so, uh, Miss Bauer won a game off green thumb. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, So in, in a meta where you have so many powerful sixes, being able to power level is obviously good. So if you have a lot of these, so the reason why I, I talked about it is you brought up Risen Rider, which is amazing for a green thumb because we have a taunt reborn. This is like Acolyte. We all know that green thumb with Acolyte was don't have a pretty much a 100% success rate, right? 
So the moment you play two of these riders, you are almost at a 100% success rate for a double proc. So green thumb gives plus two attack, plus one HP per uh, three Avengers. So let's say you have two Risen Riders and then like another one Death Rattle on the board. The green thumb will proc for um, a total of four attack, two health. And then if you have two green thumbs, yeah, it's, it's obviously that that's a lot of free scaling. So you can power level on the back end of that. And then you can just transition in something else. But yes, I, I think looking at just powerful minions, Fell Stomper is a good bet because it's, um, <coughs> I, I think the way RDU put it is, is a good way to uh, explain it. It's every time you summon a minion, give your board plus three attacks. So this does not discriminate based on type or um, any limit, right? If you have seven on the board, it will buff three attack each. So that is essentially almost a smoking gun activation every time a minion gets summoned <laughs> so that is a quest right like so so you cannot realistically outstat the foul stumper board either like this just so essentially stats are just not really a thing i would say i think well you are, they, they don't compete with token undead yeah which is really weird because we talked about it at the start is that the original rock paper scissors dynamic is stats are the counter to tokens so if you can't really run stats to beat tokens, you just have to beat them with more tokens. The problem is like the tokens have stats, right? Like that's that's a new thing that they added with these undeads being able to be buffed wherever they are. So now you can yeah. summon tokens with 50 attack, which is something yeah. that's never been able to be happen in the game. And it, it just breaks like that that rock, paper, scissors mechanic because now you have this bazooka where you just say, hey, yeah, Bazooka, you're a Murloc cop. Yeah, my 100 health minion can Taukal your tokens. Oh, never mind. I got two shots by one reborn thing. It's, yeah. And it's not done yet because it's, it's yeah. coming back. Uh, but it also makes other cards. So this was the same thing with Nagas where we pointed out a lot of cool stuff. I think the, the perfect example, and you're going to remember this. Honestly, I'm even just going to see if you're just on the same uh, wavelength with me here. There is one card that we pointed out. Once Nagas gets nerfed, this shit is going to be really good. And it was good. Do you remember? Like, there was one six drop where we said, this is it's going to be good, but it's held back because Nagas are just broken. Oh, was it a, a Dark Case? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Dark yeah, Gaze, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> there's a lot of stuff right now where, for instance, Mecha Jaraxxus. Oh, yeah. Like it's pretty good, but it doesn't matter because it's just like stats. So it's like, it's like, yeah, because so Mecha Jaraxxus is a six drop battle cry, add a random mm -hmm. Mecha Demon to your hand. So these are exclusive tokens to Mecha Jaraxxus. You can't roll these in the tavern. And it's like magnetize, give plus Five. 10, one and reborn. Um, yeah, that one is pretty yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah. Like give reborn and plus 10 plus one and it can not only just go on mech because it's a mecha demon that you can you can put it on demons uh, so it could go on fell stopper for instance so you could play this like weird little triangle where you play demon beast mech demon and then you can use a mecha jaraxxus to make the fell stopper house um so there's there's three options one is plus 10 plus one the other is plus 10 uh plus one plus 10 and taunt and the oh, other yeah. is five five and wind fury now uh you can run a brand and get two of these. You can gold on the Mechatraxes, get a shit ton of these. So that sounds like, oh, wow, that's broken. It doesn't matter. It's not tokens. 
like this is irrelevant right like I, sure I, you can i, you I can picked read this for the two gold <laughs> I yeah, did, yeah, I did. Yeah. You just use brand and cycle it or something. You, you triple into it and be like, okay, I guess. I, I got I got two good. Yeah, that's how that's how I, I use it. I can try. Like one one thing I did use it for is I tripled one of the minions to get another sister. <laughs> like I had brand Mechadraxes and I got like the. Uh, oh, I, I played. Um, this was actually really cool. I played Panda and I rolled Shutterwalk. And I, I rolled uh, hard for a brand. Panda's so broken. Yeah, it's so stupid. Yeah. I got I got a golden rusted Reggie, and I just like eh, whatever. I'll just slap it here. Uh, same thing with Greta Gold Gun. We talked about as well. It's the six drop that is essentially golden hammer, but only for a Nagawa pirate. Also, again, like sure, APM pirates, but I think for the vast majority of the player base, they're gonna be too slow and too late. Yeah, I I tried to yeah. do it. Um... And it's, like it's I got like tough. third or whatever, it wasn't that great, and I still just lost to undead. Because like, yeah. when you do hogger, hogger, right? What what's your end count, right? You have two hundred health hogger, two hundred health like uh, well, salty looter or whatever. <clears throat> so I think for the very 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 high end of hogger players, they will still beat undead because essentially they what get you it do, too fast. Yeah, the the nasty. Na what we're talking about perfect conditions right like they're alive they got the greta early on they got the second i mean how likely is that yeah yeah but i'm, but I'm just we're painting a picture here as of no stats can beat it right but apm pirates is still apm pirates so right. the perfect way to play apm pirate right now is murloc is in and you just use chef to make golden ball of minions and you use golden brand to strong arm one strong golden arm ball of minions the... And then you play like four other golden ball of minions that you were able to buy because of the chefs. And then the ball copies to two more balls and then both more balls. It's just like uh, exponential, exponential, yeah, this exponential, is, exponential. This is the niche high level. Like there's like 10 yeah. people that, in the world that does no this one, casually. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know about this. Speaking, I don't know about this, this play, Shady. <laughs> no, but I, I want to throw it out there okay. because I think it's a fun thing to do. I've, I've done it not to like an insane degree, but I've, the ball of minions thing is fun. Uh, but I think for the vast, let's say like 99 plus percent of the player base, right. it, you're probably going to be too slow in growing your stats um, to contest the tokens, right? Which is kind of crazy to say that infinite gold not without the actual infinite time is not going to cover the amount of damage that undead tokens can put out. Now, what it would do for you is that if they don't have that health protection, you will be able to find a Golden Blaster and a Golden Titus. So you will do 18 damage AoE. If they don't have a sister for a long enough time, you can really mess up their setup. Just AoE, all their stuff. But if they have the sister, then 18 AoE does not matter because three health per reborn very, very quickly gets out of range for 18 health. <sighs> yeah, I know. I'm a, I, I, every time, you, you make me sadder. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, there's nothing else to do. You have to embrace it, right? Just say, like, it's going to be a token meta until they nerf it. Because, uh, like, there's other cards, like Puffer Quill, 4-drop that you can make poison. But it doesn't matter right In now. Yeah, interesting, but completely irrelevant versus tokens. Cyborg Drake? Yeah, I do want to talk about uh, Cyborg Drake. Yeah. Uh, and, uh... I, I played two of them in my first game. It was okay until I started facing Undead tokens. It was completely useless because... Yeah, tokens don't really give a shit about it. So let's shit. let's say undeads get nerfed and they're not as prevalent. Yeah. I do think this would rise. 
like the, not again really this would become more prevalent and be relevant. so um essentially stats being good this is kind of a two for one because you cover some of the stats with your high damage but you also block poison quite well so yeah i do agree that once uh, if you know, hopefully, hopefully, right, yeah, <laughs> you, right, we get to a point where undead are manageable, so that stats kind of come out. To, once again, guys, this is all just us talking, and we are probably, you know, at least partially right here because we've played I, with the cards. I, I, I um, always love it when Shady's like, "Well, I don't know for right," and then like, in, in no, inadvertently, okay. we're always right. It, like, it, okay, it's wanna... like, have some confidence here. <laughs> It's not so much confidence as it is uh, trying to not be too arrogant, right, in that prediction. But yes, okay. So if I would have to make a bet, of course, I will make a bet that stats are not going to be that useful uh, <clears throat> in the uh, in the upcoming meta. So yeah, let's assume that we get a patch and undead get toned down and stats become useful again. Then yes, cards like Puffer Quill, cards like Cyber Drake, and even Magma Lock, which I, I played... A very fun game with two magma locks. Actually, Soren is in the chat right now. He was watching that game and it was super fun um, because we were doing. It was it was a feel good unit because what what do you want to do? Uh, I played with a brand and then we cycled primal fins, and scouts, and tavern tempest, and salamentals, and it was just like at the end of the turn, the magma locks were just like right, they just like explode. You get so many stats, and then Crip three shot it with his tokens. Right, it's like. It tanked three tokens, which, to be honest, wow, that's old. really good. Like that, yeah, that is that is that is you, half did, of a reborn summoner. Did you like, have six killed, of these on the board? No, I oh. killed. No, no, no. I mean, I killed half of one card with my biggest unit. My biggest unit killed half of one of his cards, which is a pretty good accomplishment for something that is not an undead. But if we are talking in that way, obviously, this is ridiculous when I say that my Giga Giga Murloc killed half of one card. <laughs> now, obviously, we're talking about the premium undead token, right? It's a reborn eternal summoner, but I killed half of one card with my best minion. And it was large, right? Like, it <laughs> hey, trust me, guys. Like... Trust me, it was large. Yeah. It was big. <laughs> that, that was game number two. It was game one or two. Like, and I that was the point where I realized. Oh, completely irrelevant. How big I make these things. Completely irrelevant. Okay, 100% not caring about stats at all for the rest of the tournament. And it served me well, right? Like, stats went out of the window immediately. I was just like, the only thing that matters is either do the undead stuff or counter it with... We can talk about that a little bit, right? So, obviously, the best option for you is to also play the undead stuff. But sometimes you roll and it's just not showing up because there's seven other people buying the same cards. At least, you know, let's say day three, day four, people get used right. to this. Day one, if you listen to the podcast, if you watch the event and just you're going up against it. people who have no idea, yeah. you, have a great, you have a great time because you know to snap by it always and all that. Uh, but let's say it's like day three, day four, people have caught on, they know what's happening. It's going to be a lot harder to hit these cards because everybody's buying them. So what can you do if you are absolutely not hitting? It's not making stats. We just covered that. But a Bird Buddy Rat Pack, Juggler with uh, Void Lord, etc., that actually keeps you alive a pretty long time. Now, once they get to Sister, once they get to Big Knights, you are dead. But <laughs> you knew that, right? The end was coming. But at uh, least you, uh, you tie or even... <laughs> 
This advice is so depressed. It's very sad, but it's the same thing with Nagas, right? Like if you couldn't yeah. properly counter Nagas, you knew you were going to die. The goal was just how late can I die, right? Can I can I die later than the other people that didn't hit? And that is really our goal, right? If you're trying to climb, you're trying to die later than the other people that didn't hit. And just force are... undead. I'm not giving this advice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but some people want to know what to do when they just don't see the cards, right? right? Fine. So Bird Buddy Rat Pack works great because their tokens early on do not have health, so your rats trade really well. Uh, juggler with a lot of uh, shots as well, same thing. Your tokens don't have a lot of HP, so your juggler shots a lot of the time will kill the tokens. But yeah, the, the jig is up once they hit the sister because <laughs> one round of sister means they have a lot of HP and it, it's over. They have just way too much health on their guys and your rats don't trade favorably anymore. But it keeps you, it, it gets you through the mid game. And even maybe if you're lucky, uh, somebody that is almost ready to pop off but low HP, you can actually kill them with your bird buddies or so. That, that, yeah, like they're almost ready to take the six drop, but they had a bad fight and they're low HP, you might even kill them. So, yeah. And, and then you can upgrade that with Fell Stomper later to be relevant a little longer again. Uh, but yeah, I, I played with the proper, proper undead setups, and even a good Fell Stomper board, I think, is it's not going it's to. It's not good enough. Up. It's not going to hold up. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, another thing I, t I, I wanted to talk about was the. This is not like a super important card, but Jelly Belly, what's your thoughts on that overall? We did ask them. We did think it was going to be Exactly, crazy. exactly. So after playing the meta, completely irrelevant, I would say, because you are um, you are just looking for a way to juice the tokens, not like juice the individual minion. So um, you can buy it and put it on the board if it's, you have it's the It's okay map. tempo, like on tier exactly, three, right. but it's not, you're but, not keeping it for your endgame comp. No, 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 no. And and I, I really um I really understood that once uh, you know I had like those two first games under my belt, it's really uh like almost like having a <clears throat> having the risen rider on your board. You will probably keep that and kick the jelly, <laughs> like when you transition into your comp because the taunt reborn is probably better than the jelly that grows. Uh, so that's a good example of saying that you just the jelly is one hundred percent there just for tempo, but you would much much rather just set up like a, a handless forsaken the four drop that's a two two uh that is a death rattle summon the two two hand with reborn that is that is way better because that's going to fuel um your sister later on but it is also going to benefit from your anubarak aoe buff um a, a little card that was fun to play with i would say is lich doctor as well uh played is, a little is that the uh, no that's not the bad it's it's the three two that buffs every minion that died. Last oh round. oh, that one. Yeah. Okay. So kind of as well, like you know, you're gonna end up. Yeah, you're gonna end up selling that, but uh, like a pair of these on the board can help you level. So that that was nice. Um, we do have a question in the chat asking about any particular hero that gets better in the token on that meta, and, and the answer King. is yes. Yeah yeah. So I I will say the broad way of looking at this is you have to kind of turn that knob in your head where quests are out. So any consideration for armor is now purely yeah. I have extra health. And that is obviously way worse than I have an easier quest. So something like a scat gets yeah, way better. I was going to say, all the zero um, armor units, yeah. like they, they have zero yeah. armor for a reason. And then also stealing units, right? So it's yeah, scabs, lich, reform, right? So you're going to get yeah. undeads. And then also... Um, uh the master win future side um 
you know, and Lich King, right? They also do well. And then another one I think is like sneaky good is uh, Bravo, right? Since Undead. I don't think it's that sneaky. <laughs> well, I, I don't like that hero. So for oh, me, it's for you. Yeah, 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 I really I, love Bravo. I, I don't like that yeah. hero. Right? But I think Bravo well, makes sense here where you guarantee I, I they proc. say that I think that you would still rather have one of the zero armor guys that can just generate the six drop, right? Because Greybo, while yeah. the effects yeah, are all I agree. cute and useful, it all doesn't really matter if you don't have the summoner, if you don't hit you don't it, yeah. Sister, et cetera. So the, the reason why a lot of these zero armor heroes have zero armor in the first place is that they are good at getting a six drop one or sometimes even two turns ahead of the other heroes because they get extra economy through either stealing units or being able to purchase them at a cheaper price. Like Mayep, for instance, is a great example. She doesn't steal units, but she can buy two units each turn. Uh, starting turn one, honestly, if you hit economy, you can like sell your Selly and hero power. So buying two units each turn guaranteed is, is obviously very powerful if you want to generate one drop pairs and then triple. And, and when getting a six drop is important, it's uh, that's obviously way better. Now, during the quest meta, going straight for a six drops got punished very hard because while you were holding your cards, waiting for your six drop, you were not completing your quest most of the time. So other people complete their quest, they hit you in the face, and you have so low HP to start working with your six drop. That is all out of the window now, those considerations. So we are back to holding our cards for a six drop in a good amount of the cases. Not always, of course, but if you don't know what to do, six is a good idea. Yeah, it, um, I, I yeah. like to, to follow up with that. You do think that it is going to be a pretty six drop centric, uh, based on like the yeah. Eternal Summoner being. On. Be... So, I, I had one game because I was in a stacked lobby where I took a five because I'm just like it just makes sense, and I got lucky and I hit a noob. Uh, I think that is probably oh. the best five for you to pull, right? So Anoop is in there. Uh, an early abomination, right? So you have a five drop, right. that's a three, four. And Avenge one, gain one, one permanently is also fine. So it's not like you don't have anything on five, but obviously six is far higher far stack. Better, yeah. You have your summoner, you have your death whisper, uh, your sister, right? You can also hit a Colossus, Colossus of, the of the Sun. You can hit a Fell Stomper. Uh, an early Mechadraxis is great tempo because Mechadraxis can be magnetized. So you have a 315 that can gain 10 damage, right? So now you suddenly have a 15, uh, a 1315. A 1315, right? That's you could also have an 820. Uh, also very strong. Yeah, 820 or even the other health, right? You have four. Well, you have a 325. I think it's one attack as well. So you could have oh, oh, yeah, you're right. It is. Yeah, oh, right. So I mean, early on, right? Like, like what, what we're talking nine gold, right? If you go for a quick triple, right. that's pretty good on nine gold, four, especially four when everybody is playing. Everybody's playing small reborn shits anyway, so you don't need a lot of damage. So it's honestly might even be better to have the four, the the extra HP, but it doesn't matter, right? Like, just yes. The short answer is yes. I think if you can take a six, you do take a six. The, the times where you don't take a six is where you just realize I take too much damage. It doesn't make sense because you can always live to triple another turn right so if you go for the six and it will kill you it's obviously not a good idea um tripling into a four drop and then take your next two triples for six drops that's better than dying uh, yeah um there was another hero oh nazoth has been mentioned in the chat and that makes a lot of sense as well because oh, you can stack the fish right away. it's ba you base oh you basically <laughs> get you basically get that stupid card for free well, not stealth that is a but it doesn't deal. have stealth yeah yeah but you do but, get devourer so, souls for free that's so 
I agree. You, um, at the very minimum, you are going to be able to copy your Anoop and that is very good, right? Because like you could do Anoop first, fish second, and that's like the lowest value you're going to get. Uh, highest value is, is like a turtle two summoners. Summoners have died. Yeah. yeah, two summoners have died and then the fish dies and that's that's insane. So, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty crazy. Pretty stupid, yeah. I hope they nerf yeah. it before the reveal. I know that's not going to happen, but. No, I, I, I know, I know, I, I know, I know. It's not. We're gonna we're gonna have some craziness <laughs> yeah, for sure because a, a lot of this as well is it's amplified by the high level players. Yeah, I know, I know, right? The players are good, so I, you see all the broken stuff like a day, like turn game one, game two. Oh, there it is. <laughs> like they've learned in one game. Now I'm struggling. <laughs> it's so annoying. That is the fun part where like my chat was watching is like game two, like, how does he know what all the cards do? I, I don't understand. Like, just like, well, we had the dev interview, so we were well yeah, prepared. Yeah, right. Uh, but it's still, right? That's what good players do. They even if you might not remember all the names of all the cards, you're you know brain, what kills you. That's the thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> it, clicks, it clicks right. Like, all I needed is that one game against Crip and be like, Oh, I I understand it now. Okay my you know these things don't matter so another thing which is already a little maybe too nerdy in depth but hey it's our podcast so i'm gonna say it anyway Go for it. um if you are going into undead mirrors you um have to see what they are running if they are not running the high hp minions throwing your anoop and your uh titus your baron quickly is going to give you the advantage because uh, this is something i did where I was up against the mirror match, but they kept their Anub and their Baron, and I just added more undead tokens. So Anub is a 5-3 that doesn't have initially reborn. So if you can run a summoner instead, if you even like a handless forsaken instead, that is just way better. If, if let's say you're already up to 50 damage, you're gonna kill uh, a lot of eternal knights already right. anyway, right? You're gonna one-shot them anyway. So if they are playing a token-based strategy and it's not sister with like 160 health sisters in the back. You don't need to milk that Anubarak and Baron strategy. Yeah. So if you, yeah. I think but, once you have like 50 attack, you know, you're kind of fine. You're, you're two to three shotting well, everything. You say that, but you've seen what the sisters I, do. I, I, well, know. Right? I know. So you would want, like, I know you, if you could keep the Anubarak and the Baron another turn, you would. <laughs> because <laughs> they got to they got me first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You would keep it because, hey, what if they somehow get bigger than me, Shady? And this is the part where I say, well, they got bigger because you didn't kill them because you kept your Baron and you were a noob columns. Uh, but yeah, but they got, they, but, but Shady, they got bigger, <laughs> but then we also were bigger. So we end up de switching it in we and then you kill them afterwards. And then we have yeah. the bigger board and we still won. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyways, that is, uh, that is sort of the little nerdy uh, tip there from what I've played. And then, then again, just, uh, end game, run a Sindorai, especially the first few days. People are going to mm, run into yeah. that like crazy. There is going to be the instinct to taunt your reborn shit. It's just there. People will do it because, hey, everything's reborn anyway, right? If you're running a good board, everything's reborn anyway. And your instinct is going to say, let me taunt some shit here so that they don't snipe my sister, which is not bad, right? You don't want the sister to get sniped. So running a Sindorai and to have two taunts, oh, it's just, it's, it's worth it, right? Just like cut. Cut the Anoop or whatever you can cut and just run the Sindori. And it's that's how I won a lot of my rounds. Like I think I had a game where it was like three rounds in a row. I'm like, yep. <laughs> and and the funny thing was it went like when they had one taunt, it went straight into the Baron <clears throat> two times. 
in a row and I still won just because the first one was already that good just getting rid of the uh the taunt and the reborn anyways yeah so we've good we've point. talked about a lot but we've also not talked about a lot do you want to like quickly like skip over some of the like as we have but but are still interesting like maybe not the one um so yeah so why don't you start here if there's any card we haven't really touched upon that you want to uh chrono normal the while the the one way if you sell it you get this yeah i think so I, I didn't think this one was too interesting because we said stats don't matter but yeah I'm well i mean it it still lets so it 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 what i i let me it let me consolidate my power so like i had no direction and i just like sold my all the units and bought this like for like 40 hp and then i was like okay this is a piece and then, you know you go there and if like if nagas are in right you can shield in it Stuff. I, I do think like it's not going to be super relevant, but if you don't have um, stuff to do or, or you're selling units anyways, like it can be nice. If you have like, if you can find a way to like get get the triple of it, then you can sell everything and really consolidate your. Supplies. So you're you're talking more just like mid game. This is if you're you're things have gone horribly wrong and you have no yes idea. i was going to say yeah, when yeah, I, I, I don't um, recommend this card no i, I, I like, yeah okay okay great that we not none of these cards yeah. are going to talk about i recommend they're like we've talked about the cards yeah. that are broken undead if they're yeah. undead synergy if you're not yeah. doing undead stuff probably not that great you know but i still think you know like um they, they should be talked about like general dracoset like basically yeah. right what if we don't talk about these, right, like once Undead gets nerfed, hopefully, then we start yeah. talking about these cards. I guess maybe that's what we, we will do. <laughs> I, I think that we will do that regardless. But yeah, sure. We can bring it up where Dracoseth and Smolderwing, it's token. It's it's cool design because um, dragons, apart from having a brand while you're cycling battle cries with Caligos, they have not really had a lot of reason to have a brand, right? It's, it's purely like... I'm playing like Millhouse and I'm going to make sure I keep making money and stuff like that. Sure, I'll run a brand when I do Calicos. But a lot of people, well, first of all, a lot of people don't run Calicos. Yeah, anymore. You, you, and you shouldn't and when, for good reason. And, and when they do run a Cali, right? I, I ran it today actually, but it was Millhouse, right? It's just like two Calis instead and you don't even run the brand. Uh, but with Dracosath, a brand is actually quite sweet because the, um, the way how it works, Dracosath is a four drop that spawns two uh well with brand right so without brand one smolder wing in your hand and then the smolder ring has a battle cry give a dragon plus five attack so if we have a brand that means we have two smolder rings in our hand and instead of getting five attack we get 10 attack for smolder ring so that's one little combo gives you 20 attack on a dragon of your choosing or spread it out so you probably use at least one on the dracosath or so to make it deal some damage because it's a two eight and then another one on a bronze warden or on one of those uh, mechano drakes that we saw or like a Terragosa that has been divine shielded so uh, well, minions. Um, this is that is great if stats would matter right <laughs> <laughs> i love that <laughs> yeah right so that, that's why i don't want to touch on them because like this is so cool guys but never do it never just don't do it just don't even think about it like it doesn't matter right because undeads are in every single lobby and as we as we talked about it it's much better that you focus on making those huge damage tokens and then either go into summoner or into sister and preferably both because uh, it's it's just completely irrelevant if you are making this stuff. Once again, all from seven games of experience, <laughs> I still have this high degree of copium where I'll be able to run two Sindore's train shots and counter the undead board copium, right? Uh, but yeah, unlikely because the straight shot has that issue as well where it's, it's, it's so RNG where you can hit the same thing. 
uh, assuming assuming that we are let's say a few days deep in the meta and people understand to either run a decoy for the straight what, shot. What if the straight shots had like the zap mechanic where it has to hit something with re? Ah, uh, see, now you run it, two of them. Is it too good? Is too strong? That, huh? Yeah, it's that's too probably good. that's that's a feels bad mechanic, right? Yeah, now, I guess so. It's like a direct rounder. Well, it's not only that. The end game will be mandatory. Two of my boards. You have to play that. that. Yeah, you yeah, have yeah, to play. If you don't play them, it's stupid, right? So. Yeah. Like from a from a pure experience point of view, everybody just hates it because they have to run two of them. It's kind of like Prester back in the day mm. where I see. You yeah, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay, I hate it now. I hate it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that, that felt bad, but you know, it's like I can make another huge amalgam. No, run the run the, the Prester. Run the Prester. <laughs> Otherwise, you lose. You have to run a Prester. I could add plus one hundred, plus one hundred to my board. No, roll for Prester. It doesn't yeah, matter. Roll for Prester. Yeah. It'll be a roll for straight shot. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. exactly. So we don't want to create that situation either, but. I, I do think that in its in its current form, it's unlikely that you are going to consistently make yeah. a stat comp, right? So let's say a Nomi board, or in this case, like we're talking about the Dracosat, like a Taragosa board, right? Taragosa, usually respectable amount of stats. I don't think that you are, on average, <clears throat> going to win the lobby with two straight shots and, um, let's say, two big Taragosas and then some other fluff on your board. Because the the issue as well that we have coming from the previous meta is what what was the the meta that is st still on the live servers? What is that meta all about? You uh, hit make the... three big... yeah. I was just gonna say like make like three or four big minions max. Play Leroy Queen, and the devs don't give a shit about Leroy Queen, right? right. So yeah, that's something running... we haven't talked about, right? Leroy Queen. Yeah, yeah. Leroy Queen are useless versus on that. So. Uh, like Leroy, not entirely. I suppose it helps you get through a Colossus, but and Queen, not player, entirely. I suppose right? like it, no, it Queen's kills, pretty. It kills pretty one bad. unit. You know. Well, the reason why I mentioned the Leroy is the Leroy maybe allows you to get to your straight shot targets faster. Um, but yeah, that's that's a sad purpose for a Leroy. The um the the point I wanted to make here is that let's say you are in the spot where you run two straight shots. Uh -huh. You would still need like five giga units. Yeah, it's really hard to build five giga units. Like you don't really do that with today's tools. You build like three units with a Theo, and then with quests, maybe you like spawn an additional one with the evil twin evil or something. Twin, yeah. You make three big units in the current meta, and and for for me to have some hope with the straight shot, you you essentially would need two other tech cards as well. So then it's like blaster baron, two straight shots, and three chompers. But you can't but again, you can't go blaster yeah. and straight shot right because you'll lose your divine. Yeah, you have to almost like run uh, one and they'll go first, and then the whole point is con. So yeah, yeah essentially, then it's a fifty-fifty flip that you lose. It. It's Sorry. yeah, I did that one time. I did that one time, and it kind of worked out. But whatever, that's it's desperation. But you should be desperate in that spot. The um the the point is that I don't see what you put behind the straight shots. I guess Nomi can do it. Where you build five chunkers, right? That's it's quite conditional, but a Nomi board, you can maybe get there with some so good RNG. In in the in the elemental lobby, you maybe have a chance. It's, that's the good news. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. well, pure, pure from a theoretical point of view, I would say it's two straight shots and then five just chunkers. Five cleaves. Right? 
yeah, cleaves and and cyclones and stuff. But cleave probably mainly because that that really messes with their um, yeah the ordering uh, vibe, of things, right? Yeah, because death rattle and reborn hurts like hell when you get cleaved. So if you can make two giga hydras, um, the problem still is. If you have eternal, I know. Mode, yes, like, okay. undeads are stupid, guys. Like I, they, I like yes. We're you're just shady. You're trying to. We got it. It doesn't <laughs> work. All right, undeads dumb. It's, All right, that's fine. I'll I'll rest my case there. Where I I just always want to be a little bit like devil's advocate. Let's see if there is an angle here from a non undead uh, point of view. But yeah, I, I I guess cleaves and straight shot would be your best bet from what I can tell right now. Mm-hmm. Next card is the Corpse Refiner. We all played a little bit. There was that one game, right, where like four people were running it. It was so funny. I was <laughs> and then we stopped doing it because it kind of sucks. It kind of yeah. sucks, yeah. But it's a funny looking card, and and it's a fun card. Yeah, yeah. You can maybe get some economy off of it, but I don't. I don't know if it's like super better warping. Or... It's 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 just one of those cards that if you have a risen rider. Maybe, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> yeah. then, then it can help you power level for sixes. Um, but Avenge four on a three health minion. I know uh, it's 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 rough. I, yeah, I understand that you can't make this giga consistent because then yeah, you just it's have too a, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have like a money pirate that gets better, right? That's that's too good. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, very specifically, Risen Rider Taunt Reborn, I think, is a good good setup. Is that a bench four per combat or overall? So it's per combat. Or, so I I had Ms. Bowers actually went full meme and this procced twice in one combat. She had like a proper proper build. She for she green thumbed it. That's why I was I oh, I, I was I was right. like so confused. Like I I I, I was like, why are you buffing this? <laughs> Yeah. and she's so like well it has events right. doesn't it oh it's gonna get you know it's gonna proc my event and she won the game so i mean maybe she knows well yeah but, but I, would, I mean i guess at some point you sell it and you see the gold counter go up to 22 you're like oh, it's not bad. Okay. yeah i guess so right so. <laughs> yeah let me level to six and buy two uh two summoners as well yeah. so yeah mm-hmm. i mean you know you can buff it and, and and whatnot so yeah definitely an interesting card here and then uh, we haven't really talked about the Blanche. I do think if sure. if uh, Nagas are in, this card's really valuable, right? Because you have the access to the glow skill. And giving giving something with full health, reborn, and it reborns with the shield, right? So if you can buff this thing in a Naga lobby and give it shield, because it just becomes like a double Amalgadon. Plus thing, this so thing has like 80 are health. Are we or talking about this? From an angle of this amplifies my undead build, or are we talking about I'm playing a stat build and I'm relying on Blanche to No, no, I mean obviously you're playing undead. Okay, but no, no, no. It's a it's, it's an undead beast. Like it has undead tag. You can you can <laughs> yeah, give it infinite. Infid- <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. want to clarify, right? That people don't really get their hopes up, be like, oh, I can play Blanche copy. Uh, uh, let's say they nerf undeads. And woo! Sure. Blanche stocks going to the roof in Naga lobbies. Right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. then I can see Blanche maybe being a bit problematic. Yeah, even yeah. Like then, the, uh, yeah, exactly. Right. So there, the window for this to be too good is very high, <laughs> actually. So I can like right now. There's right, so yeah. many other fires to take care of that. No this is like radar completely. Yeah, yeah, like this is not getting touched probably. 
because they Absolutely. have to fix the other thing. But I can definitely see this in like two months time, maybe maybe shorter than that. Oh, but like, was, I, I feel like with Nagas, there was this thing as well, like not just the dark gaze, right? But it's like this one thing where we talked about, was it with Quillbore? I can't even remember. Was it the, it might've been the event cards. I don't add it. Yeah, it, it could be, but I remember there was this sentiment of like they're gonna nerf this, and then, then they're the gonna thing. nerf Dark Gaze, and then they're gonna forget about this other thing. <laughs> I, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 because uh, it's like it doesn't show up, right? But anyways, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, lots, lots to look forward to. I suppose it's gonna be crazy, and uh, yeah, my my advice is to just embrace it, and you know, don't fight it, embrace it, do the undead stuff, and don't get too upset when you're so because this is this is really the emotion i think that a lot of people have is when they believe that something is supposed to be strong and then it doesn't win and then they feel like they've been wronged and then for that reason the game sucks and you know this is bad and that like a lot of people do that right they're like this should be good even though it's not in this meta i will still do it it doesn't work shit meta right so yeah yeah i mean yeah, exactly. Like that's not to say that it's going to be a balanced meta. It's not, but once again, quills were not balanced, nagas were not balanced. This will be a period of just some craziness and then it'll settle down. Uh, but don't force things that are weak, right? And and we talked about it. High damage tokens are gonna be very common. So building large minions is going to be incredibly we're, fun. And we're gonna see Murloc boards and then you're gonna laugh. <laughs> you're gonna see like I'm, poison I'm sure, Murloc. Yeah, like, <laughs> A three health poison guy, and I'm just like, heck, L, right? My summoner kills six of your things. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you have selfless and barren, it'll kill your whole board uh, by itself. Yeah, like, <laughs> by itself, that's not true. So, yeah, like, poison scam is completely useless, which I think a lot of people will be happy oh. about because it, it's just a, it's not a popular thing. But yeah, I'm not sure how much they're going to embrace this because the tokens having that much damage, it's basically poison. So yeah. <laughs> there were some cards I never saw in the playtest, like Blazing Skyfin after you play a Battlecry minion. Never, no one played that. Um, step. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Chitty. I'm sorry to be so cut and dry, but oh, if it gains stats, it's probably I can't even talk about the rest of the cards, though. <laughs> just, they just they all do that. Yeah, oh, fa- okay. fairly mental. I mean, yeah, yeah. didn't do anything. So the, um, the uh, thing with, didn't do anything. So I think Felimental is okay-ish early, just because right, when you're like, right, right. It's, it's, it's in a way you have the dragon, right? Steward of Time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but this is uh, not just for this shop, right? It's permanently for your shop. So it's okay. Like I had one game where the money just, it was like eight gold. So I bought it, yeah. sold it, buffed the cards in the shop, and then the rest was bigger for the rest of the game. Yeah, that's what Fine. I did too. I, I thought it yeah. was okay, but it wasn't like impact. Like it didn't change whether I won or lost. The, the you, you, you would not be like, okay, let me get like a golden brand and spam these guys. Yeah. That's not the plan. Because then, then, you're, then your game plan is stats. Stats are okay early because you can't have a Nubarak reborn on turn two, but you know that is really the thing you're pushing towards. You're either trying to get the so like the budgets once again. Let's let's repeat the budget setup. It seems like is the Nubarak, and you just have high damage, low health. Then Sister is one step up. You now patch that problem of the low health 
with high uh, high health buffs from the sister. And then the ultimate board is when you also have summoners who are summoning high stats Eternal Knights because the Eternal Summoners interact super favorably with the attack boost uh, from the Anubarak because they spawn a lot of things already. And, and then, then you also need the Soul Splitter. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. So, but I mean that that one is uh there for every one of those variations. I would say, yeah, like but, whenever you play, it's like a game, core. I, I I think it's kind yeah. of core. You need yeah, that add. Rest are all filler. That sounds good. I think we covered everything I wanted to cover. Pretty cool. Much. Yeah. Any any final thoughts? Anything else? Blah blah blah. What you got? Play Green Thumb. It's a fun. It's a <laughs> That's your guy. I love it. Play uh, Green Thumb early. No joke. It's you're, If you're not sold on Green Thumb yet, because it works really well with the cards you want to buy anyway, right? You want to buy that Risen Knight and Icky Imp and set up some uh, some death, some event shit anyways. My uh, advice would be don't play Undead and tell me about it so that I can uh, use that advice to figure out what I want to do. Especially if I'm in your lobby, like don't play. Great time game. to experiment with not playing on that. Uh, yeah. Definitely, that would be my professional advice. <laughs> there, uh, sounds good. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this one. This was more of like talk about whatever comes up and thing. And I, I got, I got the setup where I can get the picture. I love it. It's actually, it was good. I liked it. That's uh, that's good. But yeah, thank you guys for joining us. You know how it goes. You find us feedback at HSBD Podcast. Da, 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 da. You know where to find us. And uh, next podcast, right, will be live, right? So we, we will be able to play it on a, on a global setting. And One thing I, I, I don't know about is I don't think there's been the esports enough. But I'm kind of wondering when that would I haven't seen anything. Yeah, so. Usually Twitter would blow up. At that yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking, right? And I haven't seen anything. I, I thought it'd be. We'd know, right? Because like, the season starts next Tuesday, right? So we well, hopefully we would have known. That's like the one thing. I don't, I don't know where that is. Other than that, yeah, uh, we should have that ready uh, before we start playing. Right? So, so, so I, we'll talk about it next week, right? Uh, almost guaranteed, right? Uh, other than that, take care of yourselves. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. We'll see you guys next time. See you guys.